Hi, Marcus Pierce here. Exceptional Life Blueprint Live, my signature two-day transformational event, is coming to Melbourne for the very first time, and you are invited. Join myself and a tribe of like-minded souls at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on June 3 and 4. You will transform every area of your life from mediocre to magnificent and create a blueprint for your life purpose and career, your health, wealth, relationships, spirit, and more. Early bird two-for-one tickets are on sale now at melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. That's melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is the connoisseur of coffee. He is Dr. Damien Christophe. <laughs> Hello, O-caffeinated one. Oh, I do love a bit of coffee, don't I, Piercey? You are great at coffee. I am absolutely flying right now on a mixture of you. caffeine and <laughs> theobromine. Uh, I've had a mock out this morning because there was no tahini in the house, so there's no chalky pudding cup for MDP, which is devastating. But uh, I decided to chockify my coffee and have a mock out, and um, I'm bouncing off the walls uh, in a great way, in an exciting way. But uh, no better person to bounce off the walls with than you, great man. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. It's uh, great to be here to bounce off the walls with you. Now, um, I haven't heard you speak this fast for a long time, probably since the Wellness Summit last year. We were running out of time on the Sunday. Jeepers, you were talking fast then. Yeah, you're talking fast now. You're trying to talk nearly as fast as Lawrence Tan. That's oh, far fast. out. That is fast. Now, we had that a great fast. interview uh, last week with uh, Bronnie Ware. Isn't um, she great? She is just oh, incredible, inspiring, exceptional, wonderful, you love giving. Her, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah. Like, you know how we talk about man crushes? Yeah. Um, what can I say? We, woman crush? Um, yeah. Human it's crush. crush. It's a human crush. It's just it's a, a human, human crush. crush. Yeah. It's not a there crush are... crush. It's not, it's, you know. It's, it's a not... human crush. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yes. It, it is. How nice yeah. to have those. Yeah. It's like Thea in Ikaria. Human crush yeah. on Thea. Can't wait to see her next year. Oh my gosh. Can't wait for the announcement of Ikaria and the 100 Not Out Greek Island Longevity Retreat for 2018. Oh. It's not just a career. Oh, yeah. Let's just wait for the announcements. Um, <laughs> Got it. Oh, gee whiz. So, um, yes. All right. So, so much I want to talk to you about. I like want to like I want to pick your brain. I want to ask you things. I want to talk about stuff. Um, because we haven't had that much time together. You've been in Europe. I've been traveling around Australia, um, talking the talk. And there's so much that I want to have deep and meaningfuls with you on. But I want to I want to talk about. Surrender first. We spoke about it briefly with Bronnie, but I have really struggled over the last four to six weeks to surrender because I've been finding it really hard to feel grounded because I've been on so many airplanes and in so many cities. And you realize, well, I realized how much I craved routine and rhythm in my life. And I only realized that when I didn't have it. And I always thought that traveling and doing talks, you know, one day here and then one city the next and one city the next day would be awesome. And it has been great to meet so many people, but I've had no rhythm, no routine, and I felt really down that I haven't got other things done. 
Yeah. And so I yeah. called you one day in a tiffy going, I thought I'd have these events, you know, booked out and I thought I'd have these promotions done and I hadn't got any other work done. And, you know, you, wife Soul, was like, yep, you realize pretty quickly that when you do travel regularly that the world stops. So I want to ask you, as a general rule, how did you surrender to Ooh. that? Because you were very quick to go, mate, it all stops, like nothing else happens. But how did you get to that point? Well, the first thing to understand is that no one understands that. That's really important. No one gets that because you're traveling, nothing happens until they realize that your output has decreased. So, it, and then that can become a bit of a problem. So you kind of, and you can battle with that and then you can try and catch up and do all the work and have late nights. So you arrive in your location, you've wasted three hours worth of travel or maybe five because you had to drive a couple of hours to get to the airport each way, um, plus the travel time. And then, you know, traveling from the airport and to the airport at the other end. So there's always all that wasted time where you can't get, and your life's so structured in around being near internet that when you can't be near the internet, there's only so many conversations that you can have. Mm. So it, at this time that you kind of need to have a PA, and I've done that, been there, done that, and, you know, they had kind of mixed success, you know. That's good success and bad success. Um, but it was a uh, an interesting thing. But you have to first realize that no one else gets it. Because they all think, oh gosh, you're traveling a lot. That's that's fantastic. Good on you. You must get to see so many things. Um, and and then they might say, oh gosh, you're traveling a lot. How awesome! You live the life. You live in the dream. Um, but it actually puts you into a bit of a, a frantic state. So you can try and fight against it. But then when you realise that you, you become kind of um, less efficient, uh, you, you've just got to go. Okay, there's now now that I've put travel into my into my day or into my week, I, I now just can't keep all those other things in there as well so you just got to you got to get to that point so i i think this is vital and you know this wisdom um and hopefully people listening are, are applying it to their own life because i'm thinking here for you know i look at i look at sarah uh full-time parenting or mum, you know whatever the politically correct label is these days i can't keep up with all the political correct statements but she's a mum, and there are times when it is incredibly inefficient yeah uh, but you surrender to the fact that you are raising a family of world leaders and you kind of acknowledge the inefficiency and, and surrender to it because you realize that it's it might be inefficient, but it can be incredibly effective, if that makes sense. Uh, there is yes. effectiveness in the inefficiencies. In, 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 what I'm saying is you can spend a lot of time with your children sitting with them whilst they're trying to do a poo and it feels very <laughs> inefficient, right? But the yes. effectiveness is that they, they gain trust in their parents. They get quality time. They learn to open up and talk about stuff, which you, you realize they want to talk about it whilst they're sitting on the toilet doing a poo. And yes. whilst it might, not be in a, it might not be efficient, it's incredibly effective, right? And that can be... So I think this is a lesson. And, and I, again, I'm really conscious. This is not about me. This is about everyone listening. How do you, how do you surrender to that in your life? When you spoke about the good and the bad in terms of, say, having a PA... Do yeah. you feel that way because did you get to a point where the good is it, say you get off the plane and you see that, say, your business or other things have still made progress even though you weren't directly involved in it? So you might get a call from your PA going, we've just booked in this meeting, I've just organized this speaking engagement for you, we've just um, you know, sold this much forage to this store or we've just done this and that and you go, oh, great, so all that stuff happened whilst I was on the plane. So so you feel like there was progress. Um, is that is that where the good feels 
the, the feel-good feelings come into it? Uh, I think what it does, having a, a PA, it, even if it's a, a, a virtual PA, it, you've got someone to offload something to. The challenge is that when you have a business that's very similar to what yours and mine is, MP, is that it's very much person-driven, it's person-oriented. You've got to be there, like you're actually part of it. Mm. There's some content stuff and there's some other bits and pieces like bookings and so on and so forth that can be done for you. But we've got to be there in order for it to work for us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So Absolutely. there's only there's a limit to how much you can have a PA do um, in, in what we do. So it still means that every time you take on something extra, you've got to contribute extra time and extra resource in order to make that happen. Even if you do get someone on board to help you out, it's still dependent on you. Exceptional Life Blueprint is delivered by Marcus Pierce. Uh, exceptional life, your exceptionals, they need you and, uh, and and so on and so forth. So you can't get your PA to do that stuff. And if you're getting um, bookings for seminars, you've got to be the one that's actually there delivering that. So, you know, they come, there's an opportunity cost there, particularly given that your number one highest, truest value is time with your family and your children. So when you were traveling a lot, uh, well, I mean, even, even now, but when you travel now, yeah. What what expectations have you lowered? Um, and this is, I think, a really good discussion for everyone about lowering expectations. When you travel now, what do you know in advance is not going to be done? Because I think a lot of people, myself included, have the same standards. So th- take food as an example. You know, yep. you're healthy, you eat well, you got high standards on your food. Now, let's just be 100% clear here. It's way more difficult to eat well when you're traveling. I don't care what mm. anyone says. It's harder. Yeah. Um, what? So then you then I think on a wiser level you lower your expectations because you know it's not forever and you don't do it all the time. But what what have you I suppose acknowledged that you are more um, accepting of when you travel that that doesn't necessarily happen when you're at home. I think it's what you try to create when you're traveling is the home comforts. Um, but because for me, like I I bust to get home. Like I'm hanging to get home. I try and. Um, you have the. I don't really leave a lot of time in the location just to kind of hang out and muck around. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm, I'm really keen to get back home. So if I go to, I don't know, San Francisco, like I did, um, or if I go to Adelaide, you know, or if I go up to Brisbane or I'm across to Western Australia, I'm quick. You know, a, a quick trip is a great trip. You know, so a, a quick game is a good game. I like to get in there, do what I got to do, and then get out. And I'd much prefer to then go and um, go to those locations and have a holiday um, later on, if you know, if that's what I'm looking to do, rather than actually, you know, tack on an extra day so I could do something extra or different while I'm there, not necessarily with the people that I want to be there with. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, so, so you're uh, getting I've, get out. Getting get out. I don't really look for all the home comforts, so I'm not looking to get the most beautiful hotel to stay at, so that. Um, it feels like I'm sleeping in my own bed because I'm not. Yep. You're like I, I really want to get. I really want to get home. Um, that's that's you know really important for me. But and then the other thing is too that food for me, I actually will pay a premium to get the best quality food. So if breakfast is going to be crappy in the place that I'm staying at, I will not have breakfast there. Like I'm just not going to do it. I, you know if I've got forage with me, which most of the time I do, I'll have some forage, um, or I'll make sure that I wait to get breakfast um, at the right place. Um, That's a really good call. That is a really, really good call because when you talk about these home comforts, the more traveling I did in that in that month, I was like, I want more 
actually, as you say, I wanted more home comfort. So even little things like I would take my own tea bags because it was like the same tea, the same flavor as home. So it would just be a little connection to home. But also with breakfast, I realized how strong a, uh, a connection I have to breakfast. So quick shout out to our friends, uh, Ilya and uh, Nicole out at Nutrition Republic in yes. Adelaide. I went there yeah. for breakfast. Um, See, that's what I would do in Adelaide too. I, that's exactly what I do in Adelaide. So if I'm in Adelaide, I go to you know Nicole and Ilya's Nutrition Republic. That's where I'm going. Because you want a quality breakfast. It, it connects you. It brings you more of a home comfort than have a, a hotel breakfast, which doesn't feel at all like you're at home. And exactly. And that just makes you feel further apart. Yep. yep. Exactly. Cool. That's exactly how I feel. Yep, yep. spot on. All right, cool. Yep. So can I totally change direction and just yep. share with you a couple of common um, messages that came up on this uh, speaking tour and then maybe have a little chat about it because I found it fascinating. These were, these were people that had no idea who I was. So you know when you do a talk and, and it, people have no like it's fresh blood. Uh, people are like they're hearing it for the first time and the things that they are awakened to, you realize that is really important for people to share. So, you yeah. know, when you did that talk for Well and You, a breakfast talk, and 95% of the room had not heard of you, and we were both like, holy moly. <laughs> but then the things that they awakened to, I think we both realized were like, oh, wow. So sometimes it's easy to forget like how important the fundamentals are um, in terms of whatever the message is. So, yeah. uh, so for example, with... with these talks, I was talking about Steve Jobs syndrome or Kerry Packer syndrome. Yeah, and- I want you to talk about that because I'm fascinated by the concept of that. I, don't, I, I, I think the people will too because it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting. So Steve Jobs syndrome is he died at 56, left an incredible legacy on the world, incredible legacy, but is not here to enjoy many of the fruits of his labor. Um, yeah. In brutal honesty, he died prematurely. Uh, Kerry Packer, um, the media mogul, um, died uh, age 68, kidney failure, um, did not get to enjoy the fruits of his legacy. Uh, you look at a lot of diet experts, you know, Atkins died at 72 from a heart attack. Montagnac, who created the South Beach diet, died of prostate cancer. Um, uh, Nathan Pritikin um, committed suicide when he found out he had cancer and he was the founder of the Pritikin diet. Essentially, the whole message of these syndromes, I, just, I call them a syndrome in terms of premature death, was that they mastered one area of their life, but they paid a massive consequence for not mastering other key fundamentals in their life and a lot of the time those fundamentals were health or relationships so in the time of say Kerry Packer it's totally clear just by looking at photos of him that he did not master his health he had mediocre health he may have had a great life purpose and he did incredible things for the world there are so many things that we wouldn't have in our life if it wasn't for Kerry Packer but away from you know what I call the you know 501 p.m. to uh, 8:59 a.m. syndrome is that all of the big and bad stuff seems to happen outside of business hours, our relationships and maybe our health and other areas that happen behind closed doors. Um, he did not have high enough standards, and he paid an ultimate price for it. And it happens to many people in their life. And so when I was sharing that with people, in that and and, and people coming to the conclusion themselves that these people made a prize. Not me telling them, me actually saying, all right, everyone, uh, what, you know, if we use the Jim Rohn line, if you work harder on yourself than you do on your job, 
well then what are the what are the things outside of your job to work hard on and most people will say your health your relationships you know your education and your growth your social life your friendships um, your wealth your spirituality your mindset all of these things the challenge is if people don't honor all of them they just there is a it's it's a brutally and as Bronnie where you know highlighted last week on the interview some of the prices that people pay are brutal like absolutely brutal oh totally you know and but uh, you know Bronnie as you mentioned rightly before she talked about surrendering but the brutality of the price is enormous and so but it, it comes back, you know, I know you and I chatted a couple of months ago. You and I chatted uh, not long after my stepmom passed away. We spoke about um, how you can kind of feel ripped off. You kind of feel a bit, there's regret. Um, and essentially it, it kind of gets to the, the point where you've done so much in chasing this or fighting this or battling that that you forget to go and enjoy all the other stuff, the riches of life. Yes. And uh and and this is, I think, what you're talking about with regards to the syndrome of these guys is that they worked so hard, committed so much, gave so much. We wouldn't have, you know, um, 50 over, limited over cricket, cricket if yep. it wasn't for Kerry Packer, and plus all the other bits and pieces that he did. We wouldn't have Apple computers to the way they are. We wouldn't have an iPhone if it wasn't for Steve Jobs. But massive price, massive issues with family, relationships, health, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I suppose it comes back to them, mate. What is it that you're prepared to forego? in the pursuit of a lifestyle um, that you might get if you achieve certain levels of success with your businesses. So you know what I reckon it is as you say that, and I've never really spoken about this, but this is probably, this is definitely my own feelings based on my own life at the moment, is it's all about speed. So I think what you give up is the speed um, potentially of the way you live your life or the speed of which things come into your life. Okay. So it's like so. My mantra is um, actually, what is my mantra in terms of saying words? Oh, here it is. I've got plenty of time to have a million dollar business. So I could work my ring off right now and work 80, 90, 100 hour weeks and massively grow my business. But that's kind of what my dad did. And he paid a massive price. He lost his family, he lost his marriage. Um, he lost a lot of his self-esteem and he had a really successful business. And so that is kind of my mm. model for the way I live my life. I, I am slower in my business. I work less in my business. I put more time into my family and my marriage because I look at my dad and I go, if I'm away or if I'm in my home office um, 80, 90 hours a week, yeah. Um I'm not prepared. I don't I don't have the belief and call it a limiting belief if you like, but I don't have the belief that I could sustain an exceptional marriage, an exceptional relationship with my kids and and be able to look myself in the mirror and say that I'm giving all of myself because my dad's belief was, well, that is giving to my family. Like what do you mean that's not giving to my family? Like I go to work and I earn money and the kids go to private schools and there's a pool in the backyard. Like that's why I go to work. And no one really could argue with that. It's not like he was doing the wrong thing. But there was a major disconnect in communication and agreement in the marriage. There, that was never really spoken about. So that's where, for me, that's, I think, the price that 
personally I pay and maybe it'd be the price that others pay if they choose is that things might not happen as quickly but perhaps they happen more organically and more fulfillingly. Perhaps. As I say, like, I don't think my, what I say is for everyone. There's no, no way in hell what I say is for everyone. But everyone has those areas of life in common and everyone has certain consequences to pay based on the way their lives are set up. Interesting is that both you and I um, have structured the decisions that we make and around our family based on the fear of being the same as our fathers. Yep. I think that's really interesting. Yep. Interesting. No and disrespect for my dad or your dad. We love great, them. No, we you know, love great them. people. Yeah, yeah. But we just want to do things differently. But I think that's the beautiful thing of the lesson. Like, you know, mm. personally, I happily talk about my dad. I say he's my best mate. But I've learned so many things from him in terms of what he's done. I'm doing the opposite of. But that's the lesson, like that's the gift. If he did it any other way, it wouldn't have been as powerful. Yeah, that's it. So fascinating. But I reckon a lot of humanity are living out certain scripts from their upbringing, whether it's just the way that they were raised, you know, whether it's the way they eat dinner, the way they have dinner with their kids, the way they talk to their children, the way they engage with their husband or their wife, the way they go to work, their beliefs around work. A lot of that, you know, is that whole first seven years stuff. Yeah, true, and true. People are still playing that out in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I suppose you and I are probably big on, on on outing it, on making it overt, you know, talking about it, bringing it into people's consciousness as to how much is our, our family job. upbringing, you know, writing the script of, of your life. Yeah, that's our job, isn't it? That's our job. That's what we do. Um, but yeah, I look, there's definitely an aversion. I think you know, a lot of people are actually already at a point in their life and it, maybe it's taken us a long time to get there and people are going, oh, geez, you know, MP and Damo, it took you guys ages to get there. Here we are thinking we're enlightened, but we're maybe way less enlightened than other people. Well, that's probably actually the case. But <laughs> <laughs> we look at this and you've coined it the syndrome Right. And so we've got Steve Jobs syndrome, Kerry Packer syndrome. You, you could go on and go on and go on. There's so many. Joseph Banks syndrome, mm-hmm. Captain Cook syndrome. You can go back and look at all of the greats, all of the people who have actually left a legacy. Um, Van Gogh syndrome, so on and so forth. At some point in life, people have realized that that's not what they want to do. And so they chase their particular life. And I think this is really important. And obviously, you know, the main program that you run year in, year out is the Exceptional Life Blueprint. So when people are chasing an exceptional life, first they've got to define it. What is it that they want with their exceptional life? What what are they trying to get? Um, and that's what you help them achieve and that's what you help them find. And then it's the realization of the things that they've got to get let go of and what are they prepared to sacrifice in order to do more of other things they really wanted to do in the first place. Well, that's why I resonate so much with Bronnie. I think is because yeah. you know it's all it's that ability to surrender, but not not start on the small talk. Like small talk's good for creating rapport with people and and the rest, but but you know what we spoke about with Bronnie last week is not something most people chat about whilst they're waiting in line for their coffee to be made. Yeah, like you know I think it's just that, and that's why you and I I think love each other so much is because we're highly emotive. You know we're relational. We're all about humanity and just the depth of that human experience um and i i can't that's probably a major shift of why i left you know sport media for personal growth media is because as much as i love sport it doesn't feel as impactful as helping people with their life um and it's so fulfilling you look at the people that come into vita every day and the impact that you have on their life 
versus probably what you would have done if you became the world's greatest accountant. Now, accountants are great. They do an incredible thing and they help people in the most inspiring of ways. But if it doesn't inspire you as it didn't inspire you because it took you how long to fail many subjects? Oh, two and a half years. That's pretty good, I thought. Yeah, Yeah, it could have taken me longer. You know, knowing exactly what it is that you're willing to... Um, define for your life the script the, the the one thing you know which Alfred Hitchcock said which resonates with, with me a lot is the, a great movie requires three things a great script a great script and a great script um, and it's the same for an exceptional life an exceptional life requires a, fa- a great script a great script and a great script but most people's script were written in the first seven years of their life and they've never taken the time to go back and rewrite it. And I think that's why I, what I love helping people with is rewriting the script according to those eight areas of life because they are the eight areas which we all have in common, that you know, life purpose, movement, social life, nutrition, love and relationships, growth, wealth and spirit. We all have it in common. And it's a script that, that does require some time and effort to rewrite. And again, that's why I love working with you and the couch and... and and, and interviewing people like Bronnie because there's, there's such um, the conversations which need to be had. Otherwise, we do get to the end of our life and go, oh, bugger, I didn't go and rewrite the script that my dad wrote for me or my mum wrote for me or my teacher or my boss wrote for me. And that's where the regrets come into it. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you. I'm yeah. hearing you. Good episode. Yeah, Good yeah, chat, yeah absolutely. So, uh, do you feel cleansed? I do. I, I'm glad that we had the chat because, you know, I do feel that it's, uh, it's, it's important, you know, Stuff that this is the kind of conversation you and I would often have off air, um, yeah. but we haven't had that. We haven't had that many chats since you came back from Europe. I think we've had more chats on air than we've had off air. But um, but I'm not sure if I told you that I am going to bring the live event out of Byron. I'm getting out of Byron, believe it or not, and I'm coming down to Ooh. Melbourne, um, my old hometown in your your neck of the woods. Um, in June, I'm coming out of Byron Bay down to Melbourne for Exceptional Life Blueprint <laughs> Live. Um, at our at our old stomping ground, the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre, um, on June third and fourth, and so I'm going to come down into the big city, back to the big smoke. Might even see if I can sneak a a uh, sneak a, a bed at the Christoph Residence. You're always welcome. That always welcome. Just for three days. Just yeah, no more because you know what they say. House guests go off like fish. That's, that's what it. happens. <laughs> so maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, if you'll have me. Um, but uh, and you know what I'm going to do? Um, I'm going to give two tickets, a double pass, away, uh, valued at nine nine four, to a one hundred not out listener. And so if uh, they open up the show notes, click on the link in the show notes that says click here to enter the draw to win a double pass, and uh, all the details will be on that link. So I look forward to having a very happy one hundred not outer and a partner. At 100, uh, 100 Not Out Live, that's our other event. Um, Exceptional Life Blueprint Live, June 3 and 4 in Melbourne, coming up later this year. Love it. Draw. What a great thing. If you don't click on that, I might even click on it. I might I might enter the draw. Man, if you're there, if you're there, I'm having you there. I'll be there anyway. I'll be there. I wouldn't hold your ticket. No, it's great. What a great thing to do. You've got to get there. Make sure you jump online and um, and click on it. Click on the link. Um, enter the competition. Um, all of Marcus's things are amazing. I've only been to about it. 50 of them. So it's, uh, they've all been we, great. We know so. each other's stuff inside out, don't we? Whenever I'm in town and you're doing speaking, I'm like, I'm coming along. Um, but, exactly. you know, I just want to say, though, you have inspired me to travel. I think that's the big thing. Is I always say I love travel, but having done that month of travel, I've got so much respect for the work that you do in, in traveling to reach people because 
I've gone through that period of wanting to connect with people digitally and it is a wonderful thing, but there is nothing like connecting with people in real life. But I must say, it is a far bigger price to pay than connecting over podcasts or Facebook or the internet. So thank you for paving the way for me and many others in um, paying that price to travel because I've got a whole new respect for people that do pay that price, not just in time away from family, but just in time away from business and time away from routine and rhythm because they are, having now lived it, they are big prices to pay. So thanks for um, shining a light on that path. Great man. Uh, You're most welcome. Keep up the good fight, MP. You're doing a great job. Thank you to all the listeners of 100 Not Out. Remember, folks, we'd love to get your feedback on this. What have you learned from this episode? Go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Check out all the episodes. Leave your comments there. Click us uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Spell it all out. Um, If you give a five-star rating in the iTunes store, that allows the rest of the world to get exposed to the 100 Not Out message, which we think is pretty damn important. And you can check out the entire range of podcast interviews available at thewellnesscouch.com, including including the flagship program, The Wellness Guys. Thank you again for your support. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.